Hello and welcome to The Blonde Commentary, exploring modern masculinity through faith. My name is Trey Orndorff, and I'm just so excited that you've chosen to join us today as we talk about what it means to live a gospel-centered life as a young person. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, it's so nice to have you join us today, and I honestly hope that you enjoy today's episode and are able to take something powerful from it. If you listened to last week's episode, I had the incredible opportunity to talk with my good friend, Samantha Lockett, about relying on the Lord to find a healthy work-life balance, which is honestly something that I was very much able to relate to, and I feel like a lot of our listeners out there are able to relate to as well. If you haven't yet had the opportunity to listen to our conversation, I highly, highly recommend doing so. She had some amazing things to say about how we should handle the busyness in our lives, and I cannot begin to explain how abundantly thankful I am to have gotten to have her on the show. I really hope that we can continue to inspire that sort of environment on this show by having more of the people that are in my life, whether they be friends or colleagues or even people that I look up to in the religious community, all of those people just to come on and give their perspectives on this show. I think that that'll be really good for all of our listeners out there and for me as well as I continue to navigate gospel-centered life as a young person, just like all of you. So anyways, all that being said, on to this week's topic. With my final spring semester of undergrad being in full swing, which is still very hard for me to wrap my head around, I've been thinking an awful lot about what the Lord has in store for me as I move into the next phase of my life. And to be honest, I've always been the type of person to eagerly anticipate what is coming next. For example, this is kind of more of a funny example, but my father would always laugh at how on our Disney vacations they weren't really much of a vacation for me because I was constantly looking for other wait times of other rides while I was experiencing whatever ride we were on in the moment. It's just that being the planner that I am, I always wanted to be five or six steps ahead in every situation. And oftentimes this was just to my detriment because I wasn't able to stop and really enjoy the moment. My entire life, also, I've been pretty set on becoming a doctor. After spending countless afternoons traveling to and from doctor's appointments with my sister, who sadly does struggle with a chronic health condition, I have always been fascinated by the science of medicine and the peace that it can provide people struggling with various illnesses, such as countless people that are very close to me in my life. As such, I have always felt that my life is fairly mapped out, even from a very young age. I knew that I wanted to go to undergrad and then go into medical school and then just keep going on the route until I could become a physician. And that was the plan that I had all along. Each phase of my life has honestly been looked at as just another necessary step on a long road to my ultimate goal of becoming a doctor and starting a family one day. And though this perspective has been an excellent motivator as I've walked throughout my life, it has at times caused me to be very impatient and just lose sight of the gift that is the present. This is something that I've had to deal with a lot in the past and still deal with a little bit. It's something that I'm fairly ashamed about, but I think it's a very good topic to talk about today, and so thank you all very much for listening. I know that it is somewhat cliche, of course, for me to just allude to the fact that 
the present is a gift. I always think of like the Master Uguay quote from Kung Fu Panda when he talks about all of that. Uh, I don't know why that comes to mind, but it does. Uh, but I do believe that there is a lot of truth to this statement, even despite the cliche. Because I've always pushed forward toward the next thing, I've often missed opportunities to enjoy what God has given me in the present while being just so focused on what is to come. And this is something that I feel like the Lord has really been trying to teach me this semester, and I'm really honestly so thankful for that. He's also really been trying to teach me the value of resting in every moment, and being as goal-oriented as I am, I know this is something that I desperately need to learn as there's just so much that I miss out on by not embracing the lessons and joys presently available to me. That being said though, praying for patience is probably one of the most difficult conversations I have ever had to have with God and I know I'm not alone in saying that. There's a big Christian cliche out there where everyone's saying, oh, if you pray for patience, God's really going to deliver on that and then you'll be stuck in a season of waiting and oftentimes that does happen but it's always for your benefit and that's what I've really gotten to see. As many of you listening may know all too well, God does tend to deliver when you ask him to give you patience. Believe me, if you didn't already have it, praying for patience, in my experience, will show God that he can give you ample opportunities to learn patience by having you wait in whatever your present condition is for the good and bad of it. And I will say, though this process is often very grueling, especially for someone like me who likes to always be on the go, it is very vital when it comes to walking the Christian life, and this is for a multitude of reasons. Firstly, learning the spiritual discipline of patience allows you to truly find pleasure in the nuance of the present. For me, I honestly think about this a lot like taking off in an airplane, and you'll have to forgive this extended metaphor, but when I was preparing for this whole podcast, I thought it was a pretty cool idea, so I'm just going to kind of stick with it and roll with it. Being a pilot's kid, I've always loved to fly, and believe it or not, my favorite part of the trip is always the takeoff. There's just something special to me about the feeling of lifting off the runway to join the clouds. I don't know what it is, it's just, it's very cool to me. All that being said, despite it being in my nature to constantly orient my thoughts on what the future has to hold, I would always stop what I was doing to look out the window and watch the plane leave the ground. And though I might have had a semblance of what was about to happen, being on many different flights, each experience was very unique to me and provided me with a great sense of wonder as we would take to the skies. And in the same way, life offers us so many opportunities to stop and just be amazed at what God is busy at doing in our lives. If you've ever had someone tell you to stop and smell the roses, you probably understand what I mean. Life's moments are like roses in a field, and though each moment might have some thorns with it, their beauty is not something to just be brushed past haphazardly. It's by taking that time to really assess what the beauty is in every moment that we're able to find the meaning in it, and the meaning that not only we can see, but also that God wants us to see in that. And I think that's a very powerful thing for why we should just get caught up in the moment sometimes. Secondly, practicing patience allows you to see the lessons God is setting before you in the present moment. It honestly never ceases to amaze me how I have been able to learn a new lesson in each phase of my life. 
Looking back, it honestly wasn't until I was able to learn one lesson that I was tasked with that I was able to move on to the next phase of whatever was going on in my life. God truly does have a pretty funny way of holding us in our present moment if we are missing the lesson that he hopes to teach us. To me, I see this aspect of life a lot like that of a video game. Growing up, my parents did not want my sister and me to play a lot of video games. I didn't have like a DS or anything that I know a lot of my friends did. But that being said, we did have a Wii console that we were able to play on from time to time whenever we had a little bit of free time available. One of my favorite games to play on when I was growing up was Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, and I will honestly never forget how difficult the pod racing level was to beat as a child. I am sure that many of my listeners out there can relate to this struggle that I faced growing up, and even as a kid's game, this level did drive me up a wall, and many times I just had to go and step away from the game to take a break and just try again, refreshed, another day, whatever it was. I needed to take a break. Eventually, after much time honing in my craft and meticulously training to use the controls, I was trying to make that sound as fancy as possible, I guess, I was able to successfully beat the level and continue with the game, and it was a really, really good feeling. Trust me, I did not want to keep having to do the pod racing level over and over again. (laughs) But like with this game, God allows doors to be closed and others to be opened when we follow his will and patiently wait for his guidance. One of the most beautiful things about the Lord is that he has a plan for all of us and knows what lessons we will need to learn to effectively advance his kingdom. In the same way that I would not have gotten the full experience out of the game that I was playing by simply skipping over this level and moving on, God specifically allows us to gain all of the training we need in each phase of life if we are obedient to his commands and are just humble in heart. As 1 Peter 5 verses 6 through 7 states, Humble yourselves, then under God's mighty hand, so that he will lift you up in his own good time. Leave all your worries with him because he cares for you. I love this verse. It just speaks not only to the power of Christ, but also to how much he loves us as his own creation. And lastly on this list, I would just say asking God to teach us patience opens our eyes to the needs that we are presently seeing all around us and why God has specifically placed us where we are in this current moment. I actually heard activist Christine Kane, who's an expert evangelist uh, that spoke at this year's Passion Conference, I heard her describe there that our existence or our current existence is basically God plucking us out of eternity for his specific purposes. And I really like the way that she put this, even as someone like me who loves to think about the future and plan for whatever is to come, I do find it very difficult to think in terms of the eternal just due simply to my own human limitations on the perceptions of time. However, her words do still resonate with me very much because they highlight how important it is that we examine our current situations to see the needs surrounding us and to see how we can best attend to them in the way that the Lord has planned us to do so. This can take many different forms, to be honest, such as discipling a friend who is maybe new to the faith or maybe a long time in the faith. 
Or maybe showing Christ's love to someone who is sick, say like a sick neighbor, by bringing them a home-cooked meal. You could even just take time to talk with someone who's having a really tough time if they're close to you or even not super close to you. These are just a few different examples, but I think that they really play very well in terms of how we can show Jesus to others in our current situation. And honestly, the best part about looking for ways to do this is that God does not ask us to walk blindly into these situations. Trust me, we have a God that wants to provide for us, and not only in the ways that we have needs, but also if we see that other people have needs as well. In the words of James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. In the same prayer that you might ask for patience, you should also ask for the guidance to patiently listen to the calling of God and see what he's placed on your heart. But you might be asking yourself, why is it so difficult to pray for patience? Well, the simple answer is that it's just our human nature and also modern society's incessant just reliance on instant gratification is really not helping our generation's case. For example, when many of our parents wanted to catch up with a friend and find out more about what they'd been up to recently in life, they'd have to go meet with the person in person or try reaching out to them on their home landline, which is a lot more difficult than you or I would really think. Uh, highly recommend talking to some of your parents and grandparents about that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, we, we definitely have it a lot better nowadays. All that being said, now with the extreme interconnectedness of our world, it just allows us to have everything at our fingertips whenever we want it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's honestly no wonder that our world is finding it ever more difficult to be patient when society is just so used to receiving what it asks for in the matter of a second, even an instant. However, as we can see in many different examples throughout today's world, we often do not receive the things that we need or the things that will last for the long run when we are just looking for instant gratification. And I think social media is actually a great example of this phenomenon. For example, whenever I post something new on one of my social media accounts, my phone will instantly begin buzzing away as I receive some notifications saying that someone liked my post. However, in a matter of a day, the post will do nothing more than just collect digital dust, for lack of a better term, on my personal account page. And moreover, I may even see this post as ultimately being a failure no matter how much I liked the content that was in there because I might have, say, posted it during the wrong time, which was bad for the analytics, or maybe I didn't receive the quote-unquote adequate number of likes for the post. Whatever it might be, we have a lot of different weird societal standards, and honestly, even me saying this out loud right now makes me sound kind of like a crazy person, but so much of our world today is built on this incessant need to be instantly gratified, even if the individual likes that we might receive on, say, a post or whatever, are just somewhat meaningless in the long run. And it's really weird to take a step back and look at this, but it also does speak a lot to why we are so impatient as a society. And I think this is something that we definitely can assess moving forward when we're trying to look for living the gospel-centered life as a young person, or just in any stage of your life. 
All this being said, though, I would honestly be remiss to say that this trend of dissatisfaction did not spontaneously appear in the 21st century. It didn't. It's been around for a long time. Even the Bible cites this part of the human condition going back most notably to the stories in Exodus and Numbers when the Israelites began to complain when wandering in the desert after escaping their bondage in Egypt. Even going as far to state that they would rather be re-enslaved by their former captors than continue wandering to the promised land. These same people who had just seen God perform miraculous wonders to free his chosen people were impatient even as he continued to provide them with manna from heaven to sustain them through the journey. The Israelites lost faith in God because they felt that their needs weren't being satisfied enough and even took it upon themselves to create a new God in the form of a golden calf that they could worship, which I know sounds kind of nuts, but... Though this story might baffle me and baffles many different people, being human and sometimes impatient myself, I can definitely see why this would happen, even despite all the different miracles that God was performing. We do see this happen every single day in our own modern culture. People turn towards false gods to provide them with instant gratification, and though they might get what they desire in the moment— they're turning away from the one true God who can truly provide what they need when they patiently await his guidance. Knowing this, why would we settle for any of the false promises provided by the world's idols when we know that we have a God who loves us so much that he promises not to leave us nor forsake us? I think this is such a beautiful promise that we get from God and Though it's often difficult for us to keep at the forefront of our minds, it's something that we definitely need to do when looking for a way to live the gospel-centered life. So where does this leave us today? For many people like myself, looking at patients from this perspective makes me reassess how I am looking at the experiences God is giving me in my life and how I can best go about living each of them for his glory. But what are some practical steps that we can take to do this? Well, first, I would offer that we can pray and read his word to further understand what his will is for our lives. If his will is perfect and ours is imperfect, why would we look anywhere else for guidance? I honestly don't know why, and it sounds so simple when I say it like this, but I realize that hindsight is twenty twenty, and so I <laughs> so can't always say that I've looked at it like this when the moment arises, but it's good to remind myself of this. So yeah, praying for guidance, that's always something that we can do. Plus, God does love to talk to us. He loves when we talk to him. He is our father after all, so just take some time this week to set aside some time alone with God, whether that be by diving into his word or maybe going to him in prayer or maybe a mixture of both of them. I'd honestly recommend the latter. Second, I would say that it can also help to focus any of the idle energy you have while you're in a quote-unquote season of waiting by doing things that you're already doing that might be able to help advance the kingdom of heaven. Romans 12.1 says that we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice unto God, and he honestly loves when we allow him to work through us with the things that he's given us a passion for. In my life, this has looked like me starting this podcast with the spare time that he's allotted me for my final semester of undergrad. 
For you, it might look like using your musical talents to participate in a worship band or even taking the time to strengthen the relationship you have with those around you. Regardless, by being humble to accept the calling God is placing on your life, he will show you the way that you are to go about finding patience and just the way that you are supposed to help further his kingdom as long as you are patient to listen. And again, it's hard not to admit how difficult praying for patience is. I am the first to admit that, especially for those of you like myself who are constantly looking toward the next thing. It's so easy to get caught up in that. God always does find a way, though, to slow us down when he needs us to learn a valuable lesson. But by taking the initiative to pray fervently for the conviction to patiently wait on the Lord's direction, he will guide us in paths of righteousness, and he will bear much fruit in us and allow us to just be his hands and feet. And I can really think of no better way to live our lives than to live our lives for the Lord. And so if that means praying for patience, then you better believe I'm going to be doing that. And that's the Blonde Commentary. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, and if you've liked what you've heard today, please feel free to leave this episode a review and give us a follow if you haven't already. For next week's episode, I'm really hoping to continue today's conversation by talking about what the gospel says regarding worry and how we as young Christians should go about managing our worries in a very stressful world. Another good friend of mine should be joining me actually next week for that episode, so I am super, super excited to be sharing our conversation with y'all. Worry is something that I personally have dealt with a lot in the past, and I love to go back to passages of scripture like Matthew chapter 6 when I'm trying to assess how to best curb my worries and also rely on the Lord and everything. And I really hope that y'all come back next week to be able to just talk with me about that concept. But yeah, until then, I wish y'all a wonderful rest of your week and God bless.